0: Today, I'm going to take to you, uh, take your attention towards uh, Philippians chapter number two, verses 19 to 30. Philippians chapter number two, verses 19 to 30. I'll read the, we'll read the scriptures together, and then I'll give you the title of my message. Philippians chapter two, verses 19 to 30. This is how it goes. I hope in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you soon, that I also may be cheered when I receive the news about you. I have no one else like him who will show genuine concern for your welfare. For everyone looks out for their own interests, not those of Jesus Christ. But you know that Timothy has proved himself because as a son with his father, he has served with me in the whole work of the gospel, I hope. Therefore, to send him as soon as I see how things go with me. I am confident in the Lord that I myself will come to you very soon. Verse 25. But I think it is necessary to send back to you Epaphroditus. anybody who is wanting to name their son, uh, new name, suggestion, Mr. E. That's how I would say. <laughs> E.P. otherwise. My brother, co-worker, and fellow soldier, who is also your messenger, whom you sent to take care of my needs, for he longs for all of you and is distressed because, of, because you heard he was ill. Indeed, he was ill and almost died. But God had mercy on him and not on him only, but also on me to spare me sorrow upon sorrow. Therefore, I am all the more eager to send him so that when you see him again, you may be glad that I may have less anxiety. So then... Welcome him in the Lord with great joy and honor. People like him, because he almost died for the work of the Christ. Work of Christ. He risked his life to make up for the help you yourself could not give me. I want to title my message today as "Joy in Friendships." Joy in Friendships. Every single individual in this room, we all have somebody on our speed dial. Uh, maybe somebody that we love and we know that no matter where I am at in life's journey, my friend will always show up. It could be your wife who's your best friend. Somebody said, my wife cannot be my best friend at all. No, whoever it is, whoever it is. I don't want to start my sermon with a long leg, you know, wrong leg. Let me, whoever it is, whoever it is. (laughs) Whoever it is. uh, 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 God has given us people around us who are our best friends? In Hindi, they will say "chuddy buddies," "chuddy dos." You know, like you grew up to, together. Your diaper friends. You grew up together. Uh, you 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 know them completely. Some friends they will put you in trouble, but never run away. They will stay with you during that trouble. Are you with me? There are some friends who will put you through trouble, but they won't leave you. But they will stay with you during trouble. One of the things that happened. To me and anisha are when we got married we got married really young when we got married is that all the friends that we had so far till then everybody left us one we were in ministry two we got married so now we had to figure out our own friendship circle and An- anisha is my bff i am hers besties for life now you know uh, thank you i had to say this you know otherwise um... <laughs> But in life's journey, God will often bring people around us who can strengthen us in the walk that we are walking towards the maturity in Christ Jesus. And, and in Proverbs, listen to this scripture, right? In Proverbs 27, verse 7 says, Wounds from a friend can be trusted, but an enemy multiplies kisses. Trust the wound from a friend but never tr- trust the kisses from your, friend, from your enemy. In today's world, we are living for the applause and the accolades and, and people to celebrate us. No matter whosoever it is, we are always fall. We always fall when somebody appreciates us a little bit. We always fall, stoop down and respect when somebody just appreciates us a little bit. We don't know the intentions behind their kiss. Judas walked with Jesus, but it was just a kiss that he betrayed Jesus. For everybody else, it looked like, oh, he had a best companion. Jesus' ride or die is Judas, always around Jesus in every aspect. But one kiss just betrayed the trust that Jesus has built with Judas for that scene. But here in the stories, we come to the understanding where Paul is eager to wait to eagerly waiting to go back to Philippi, to see the people at Philippi. And as he is strengthening them, in through the letter, he's mentioning two of his closest disciples, two of his closest friends. In other words, these people came up in the ministry of Paul, and now he has strengthened them and asked them, I want you to take care of the work that I have began. Are you with me? Every leader always wants somebody who will take the word whatever he she is saying and go the mile that he has been sent for timothy walked and worked with paul understanding the pulse and the nature and the calling and the mission mandate that Paul was carrying, learning from Paul and went on to mission trips with Paul. In other words, Paul was a missionary. He, he, he went on planting churches. He will plant churches and then he will appoint leader over the church and he moves to another space and place where God is taking him but timothy on the other hand he learned from paul and as he walking continuously journeying with paul he understands where there are lapses in the ministry and he would stay back to encourage the body of christ in that province hear the same story here as paul is exhorting the church encouraging church and lets them know i hope in christ jesus to send timothy soon to you. Why does he say that? Even if I can't come, Timothy is my representative. If you see Timothy, it's as if you have seen me. Are you with me, church? Timothy and Paul are so united together in the work that they were doing, in the mission mandate that God has given to them, That Timothy, who was the son of, or spiritual son of Paul in the journey and the ministry, but he grew up to be known as Paul's best friend. Not a lot of people who walk with us, wake with us, you know, travel with us, are are, are friends of ours. Some just travel with us because our life has some sort of a benefit and they are trying to attain that benefit from us. But there are going to be a group of people who God will put into our life, when you are weak and you can't do the things that God has asked you to do, your friends who stand alongside will jump up to say, hey, you know what? I am here. I am available. Send me. In the life of Timothy, as we read through the scripture, you understand, I'm just setting the background here. He, he, he proves himself that in no matter what situation it is, he is always available to do the things. In today's generation, in our churches, it's not that we don't have enough Pauls, it's that we don't have enough Timothys. Are you with me, church? We have a lot of Pauls, but we don't have a lot of Timothys. Timothy was somebody who walked, worked, listened heart to heart with Apostle Paul. Everything that Paul wanted to accomplish in his mission journey became the mission statement of Timothy. He worked ways up to prove himself that even if Paul sends me all by myself, I will not fail him. Because if I fail him, I am failing God in the assignment. Are you with me, church? It's not that we don't have a lot of Paul. It's not that we have a lot of Pauls. but We don't have trustworthy i hope my message rings in somebody's head today and you keep dwelling on the start it's not that we don't have enough pauls it's that we don't have enough timothys in our generation who will be ready and willing to do the things that what god has asked to do through the leader whatever god has positioned in every church i pray and this is the call and the cry and the uh, uh, uh the anguish of most pastors and leaders that it's not that we don't have pastors it's that we don't have enough Timothy's. It's that we don't have enough people who would say, you know what, Choose me, I love me, and I will do what you can to do. You might be tired, you are weary, you are in the jail, but I am the extension of the work that you have began. You may have limitations, but as long as I don't have any limitation, I will go the extra mile. I hope in Lord Jesus Christ that I will send Timothy to you soon, that I also may be cheered when I hear the news about you. From the reading of the scripture today, um, this is something that I've written down and I want everybody to follow through. A good friend is a good find. When you find a good friend, keep them close to your heart. They don't backstab you. They will stay with you. A friend is somebody that you can open your heart to. You can talk to them no matter what. Unfiltered, unguarded whatever it is what comes to your mind without filters you can talk to them and knowing the trust that they will not leak out what you have gave to them are you with me we don't find those people today today in a social tech savvy world we have social media that we touch we have lost physical touch in our day-to-day life god's kingdom is built on relationships. The kingdom of God advances on relationships. Brothers and sisters gathered in this room, we are gathered here because we believe in the relationship that began in Christ Jesus. As friends, as brothers and sisters gathered in this space, a good friend is a good find. Developing positive friendships are the crowning jewels in our life. Someone once said this, a friend is a present you give yourself. A friend is a present you give yourself. I pray that in a way where our world is heading today, that we will find effective friends, not because they keep applauding and cheering us all the time, but they will stay behind to say, when you have strayed away. And that's very important. I pray that we will find friendships within the church because out in the world, people will lead you astray. But I pray that your, anchored, your, your, your hopes are anchored low on Christ Jesus, that we find ourselves situated in this space and dwelling on the friendships God has brought in our life. That even when I stray away from the plans and the promises of God, they will always pull me back. They will always pull me back. It is good to have wounds from a friend than to have kisses from an enemy. People outside in the world, they does not like your spiritual well-being. As I was growing up involved in ministry, um, uh, people would not include me to a lot of things and I was fine with it. I was fine with it to a point where Uh, I had to depend only on the friendship that I had within the church, within the church. There are times in my life when I was growing up, people would not associate with me because I was the preacher boy. I was, I I was the, uh, uh, I was somebody that would correct people and they didn't like it when I was correcting them. They didn't like it. And they would always keep me away from any of the Chats, any of their group talks, any of their groupism, they will always keep me. When I was a pastor's kid, I was a preacher, uh, 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 and I would correct them. So if things go wrong, I would always say, hey, this is not right, that is not right. So what they did was they always kept me aside. Early during my ministry, when we had nobody around us, can I tell you, I'm thankful for my parents because not just being my parents, they became my good friends in my life and they always encouraged me to make friendship with the Holy Spirit. That became a pillar of support in my life when there was nobody around me. There are times in the loneliness of my ministry journey, even before I met Anisha, there were times in my loneliness of my pastoral ministry journey, when I was all by myself, I am thankful for the foundation that my parents have said that no matter whosoever is against you, Holy Spirit will never turn his back against you. He is your best companion. I pray in the journey of life, wherever God takes you, you might be the only one that has nobody to support you. God never turns his back on you. He's on your side. He is for you and he is not against you. Timothy grows under the leadership of Paul. Paul is exhorting the church, letting them know, I am sending my servant. I'm sending my friend. I'm sending my associate who will come to help you. C.S. Lewis said, friendship is born at the moment when one person says to the another, what, you too? You come in the understanding of two people have the same interest. They have the same liking. Birds of the same feather, they flock together we come in the understanding that they have the same goal to achieve they have the same motive they have the same agenda so people in different spaces of life when you know that they are someone who can do the things that you are wanting to do or in other words they will encourage you to do the things that you're already doing you become and come in close association of that person i pray in a Christian world and a journey, sometimes you cannot do the things by yourself. That's why you need the fellowship and the community of people who will support you, who will encourage you. When there are things that life throws at you, when you become lonely and depressed and over yourself, you need to have that healthy standard friends around you that will help you to grow in Christ Jesus. A British publication once offered a prize for the best definition of a friend. Listen to this. A British publication offered a best prize, uh, a, a prize for the best definition uh, of a friend. Among the thousands, uh, there are a few that came to the notice of many. And this is one, one multiplies a friend his one who multiplies joys and divides grief. Do you have those kind of friends in your life? that you like to be there in their company, you like to associate with them, because no matter what painful emotional baggage you're dealing with, but the moment you start relying and talking and being in their countenance, there is a joy. There is a joy. The book of Philippians is all about rejoicing in God, the joy of the Lord, even when I go through struggles of life. I pray that we all must have these friends in our life who multiplies our joys, divides our grief. Number two, one who understands your silence. A friend is someone who understands our silence, even when you don't talk nothing, but they know the pulsating of your heart or what you're facing, what you're going through. I pray in our Christian journey, that we don't find ourselves isolated. The enemy will always attack what is isolated. But when you are gathered up together in the association of the people God has brought around you, they will always help you. One who understands your silence. Number three, a friend is the one who, one who comes in when the whole world is gone out, when the whole world turns against you but your closest friend will stand with you. I pray in a Christian journey, you will find friends in our life. Friends in our life. In the scriptures, you all know the story about the four friends who brought the leper, the four friends who brought the, the uh, paralytic man to Jesus. What did they do? Even when there were objections, even when... Uh, uh, the association that they could not come in the presence and the countenance of Jesus, along with a friend, they chose to take him through the roof, breaking the roof. No matter what today, we will bring our friend to Jesus Christ. The closest friends around him decided that we, at any cost today, will take our friend to meet with Jesus. Are you with me? I pray we become that kind of a friend. I pray that God will bring you around that kind of a group that is always with you, no matter where you are in your life journey. They will check on you. They will fast for you. They will pray for you. They will be on your side when you are in your deepest. And I pray you also be the one that they need the most in their life. When you know of someone that are going through some difficult seasons in their life, be a good friend to them. Sometimes life is about give and take. What you are unto others, they are unto us. How we behave to them, oftentimes they behave to us. In our world today, we always expect from the others, but never return the favor to anyone. But as the world goes and the world stays strong, the way we understand is in friendship, though you don't expect, but you ought to be the friend they need the most, and you expect the same from them as well. As you read through Philippians chapter 2, verse 19 through 38, you come into the countenance of these two people who are in the side and the work of Apostle Paul. That in the midst of their struggles, they were always ready and willing to go the extra mile for Paul. Where is Paul at this moment? He is behind the jail, he's in the jail. He is bound by chains in the jail, but outside there is a friend who is trustworthy to go the mile, to go and do the things that Paul could not do here. Four things from the scriptures that I want to point out today. Four things. The way we find good friends in our life. Four things that I want to mention today. Number one, from the scriptures, a good friend is always reliable. They will never come up with excuses. A good friend is always reliable. Paul in the scriptures mentioned to us that Timothy has proved himself reliable in through the mission journeys that apostle Paul had taken, the first journey and the second. In through the journey that apostle Paul has taken, Timothy proved himself that he is reliable. What is being reliable? That They will never come up with any excuses. Have you ever had those people? When they need help, they always come to you. When you need help, they will come with excuses. They are not your good friend. They are not the good friend that you're looking for. I'm sorry to say that those people are not the good friend. (laughs) But I pray that in our journey today, we will find people that are reliable in our life that we can rely on them, even in your absence. They will do the things that what you could not do, they will help you in that aspect. In life, those who make the most impact are those who show the most care in our life. Today in our world, recently when auntie got really upset, you know why? Because nobody liked her Facebook post. (laughs) So sad. Just because people like, I have, I, I think on my all my social media put together, I have close to eight nine thousand people who follow me. Not all the eight nine thousand people like me. Just because they follow you, doesn't mean they. Just because they liked on one of your picture, that's mean nothing. Friendships and relationships are not just built on the far relationship on social media that we come across today, but it's in the countenance of people. You sit with them, you talk with them, you ride with them, you live your life with them, you, you, you talk to them, where you build your relationship with that person. Let me ask you this question. Is there friends in your life that know you in and out? Everything about you? Do you know about them? Of course, you may talk about, yes, my wife knows me. My husband knows me, which is great, which is great but in a healthy church, Christian organization. The foundation of our belief system is always built on relationships. I pray, not everybody, but at least one. Back in the days, they used to say, even if you have 10 friends, you are set for life. Today, in today's social world, I would say if you have one person, you are set for life. It's very hard to find that one trustworthy person in our life. You know, David and Jonathan are classic examples in the scripture. Their friendship was so strong that they made a covenant with each other. Have you read that portion? They, 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 I forgot the scripture passage. They made, a, they made a covenant with each other. A covenant is made only in marital relationships. When marriage happens, two individuals come together. It's not a contract, it's a covenant. David and Jonathan were so close to each other David just won a battle, killed Goliath, and he came back, and they made a pact together. They made a a covenant together. I pray that we will come in relationships around people with whom we have a spiritual covenant. Brother, sister, I will never leave you alone. Let me tell you a childhood story. I grew up in the church. I'm a pastor's kid, grew up in the don't use this against me later, okay? Well, sometimes I'm very careful in sharing my stories. Uh, <laughs> let me share this. So uh, uh, my pastors, my dad and, dad and all, they were preaching, and I was uh, you know, growing up uh, back in our church in Bangalore. A friend of mine, he called me. This is during Sunday school is going on. So he called me. Beware of those people, okay? While Sunday school is going on, he called me. He said, hey, Justin, did you see those mangoes? on our neighbors this is the church the other side of the church you know we had a neighbor and the neighbors back here they were this fresh mangoes hanging on the tree he said why don't we go get them And I'm like oh fired up back in the my my mind I'm right now I'm relating to a story it's like you know how Eve called Adam and said hey did you notice that apple did you know not apple did you notice that fruit You know, my friend called me out of Sunday school and he showed me that beautiful mango. And I'm like, let's do it. I went, got some stones, right? And we hit it. We got the mango. He put me in trouble. He ran away. He put me in trouble. My pastor came. He yelled at me like anything. Back in those days, uh, pastors would, they had the authority, come and hold your ears. Some people would know that, right? If you've ever raised in an Asian home, you know how that goes. My pastor didn't take the body out, but he did uh, rebuke me at <laughs> that moment. And he, he, he yelled at me. My friend was not to be seen at all. I'm like, what happened to you? Where were you? I mean, he's still serving in the Lord in ministry. But later he came up and he apologized. He Later he came up and he apologized along with the pa- Pastor, it's not just him. It was me too. It was me too. Friend not only puts you in trouble, but well, when you are in trouble, they will come look out for you. They'll come check out for you. They'll come support for you. They will stand in the gap for you. I pray that in our Christian journey, we will find people. By the way, that mango was really tasty. So, <laughs> Sometimes it is better to take apologies later than to just do it, right? Uh, anyways, that's, uh, later we'll talk about it. <laughs> A good friend is always reliable. Listen, to be reliable is valuable in life. To be reliable is valuable in life. Because in today, we don't have nothing that is reliable. The marketing companies would talk about how their car is reliable. But in life, real-life situations, is it so? Is it really reliable? People and friendships and relationships that we share, are they really reliable? What's not tested cannot be trusted situations will test people who actually prove to be reliable in our life number two faithfulness will always open the door to fruitfulness faithfulness when you're reliable in other words you're faithful in the agreement in the covenant that you're making with your friend your spouse your relationship that you share within the arrangement of christian networks whatever god has placed and positioned you faithfulness will open the door to fruitfulness i pray that a lot of us who are actually not being fruitful in the areas where god actually wants you to be fruitful is simply because you're not faithful in that rela- relationship we just don't want any sort of uh, uh 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 um what's the right word we don't want to be hinged to a particular place we just want to be in all the places you're not faithful in one place are you with me faithfulness will open doors to your fruitfulness. Listen, number two, a good friend is compatible. What does it mean? That you think the same. You have the same vision for all the things that you are doing. You have the same direction for the things that you want to accomplish. In friendship, we talk about compatibility. And I pray that not just in the relationship of husband and wife, but in the relationship of friendships that you share, that you're compatible, that you have the same vision. Two visions, whenever it comes into place, it's division. Are you with me? When there are two visions in a marriage, it's divided already. In any sort of relationship that I two visions that come in, it's divided. It's divided. The enemy's gateway into any relationship is division. Are you with me, church? The enemy's gateway to any relationship is division. I pray that in a real life situations within our church networks, that we will find people who are compatible with us in the thoughts that we have, in the mindset we have, in the vision we have, The people will drive this thing together because what says in Ecclesiastes, two is better than one. And God may strengthen you. A good friend is compatible. Third thing, uh, let me just remind, you, a, a key to a good friendship is, is to find someone who wants to pursue Jesus as much as you do and then march into the future With that person as a true soulmate. Third thing, from the reading of the scriptures, the third thing that I want to mention here is, a good friend is always thoughtful. He, she is always thoughtful about you. They always think about you, about your welfare, about your good being, about your health. They check on you. A true friend genuinely cares for your welfare. In the scriptures, when we're reading from, Timothy, from Philippians chapter two, uh, you come to the understanding where you read the portion where it says that uh, Paul, sorry, Timothy was very sincere in the work he was doing. He was very sincere. He was not doing it just for the sake of doing it. A lot of people do things because you ask them to do it. A lot of people would do it because you just ask them, and you know they are doing it under some sort of an obligation, some sort of a compulsion. What will they think if I don't do it? How will pastor take it? How is my leader in any business? How will they think about it? What are their reactions? They do it under compulsion. It's not sincere. There is not a sincere effort in that relationship. Have you come across those people? A lot. In fact, many in our day-to-day daily life. They're not sincere in their communication. They're not sincere in the work that they do. I pray that God will surround us with sincere people. What I'm looking for in a church is, God, give me sincere people. Not doing it because we are asked to do it. Not doing it because what will they think? What will she think? What will Pastor No, I am doing it because the friendship and the relationship I hold together is sincere. That holds me accountable with one another. I want to be sincere, number one. We talked about a good friend is reliable, no matter what hour of the night it is. They are reliable. A good friend is compatible. Number three, a good friend is always thoughtful. In our secular world today, people only care for themselves. But Timothy had a Christian maturity in his life. In the ways and the work and the writings of Paul and Epistles, you come across wherever the name Timothy is, almost 25 times the name Timothy is mentioned all through uh, 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 the Paul and Epistles. And whenever you see that, he always mentions Timothy as somebody who has grown to the standards of Christian maturity. Are you with me, church? Grown to that standard. That in, 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 in the life and the journey and the ministry of Paul, wherever Paul sent him, he always came back with 100% report card. Why? Because he allowed himself to be, even when he was dealing with something vulnerable, even when he himself was dealing with his own sickness, he was vulnerable to share that to his best friend, his leader, his spiritual father, Apostle Paul. It's not that we don't have enough Pauls. It's that we don't have enough Timothys who can be trusted to do the work that God has called us to do. Number four, today I wanna talk to you. Be sincere, brothers, sisters. Number four, I wanna talk to you. A good friend is loyal, loyal. Loyalty is something we are losing in our Christian faith today. We are not loyal. Why? Because everybody thinks for themselves. That's exactly what we read in the scriptures. Can we read that portion one again? once again? Verse 19 says, I hope in the Lord Jesus to send Timothy to you soon that I also may be cheered when I receive the news about you. I have no one else like him. No one else like him. Do you see the words that Paul is using? I have nobody else like him but him alone. That's how Timothy has been testified By Paul, I have no one else like him. In other words, if you do the comparison, when God sent his only begotten son, there were no one else like Jesus but Jesus. When Paul sends Timothy, he says there is no one else like Timothy but Timothy alone. Why? Because he is sincere and he's proved his sincerity. Not when everything was good. You know, people will flock around you when you have wealth, when you have money, when you have status, when you have everything, but people will leave you when you are in the dungeon. Paul was in the prison and Timothy was carrying out the work of the gospel. Even when his leader, his spiritual father is not to be seen around him, but Timothy proved himself to be a sincere lawyer, leader, Friend, growing under the leadership of Paul. It's not that we don't have enough Pauls. It's that we don't have enough Timothys for our churches today. And I pray in our generation, we will wake up, Lord, make me and use me that my life becomes loyal to the work of your gospel. I'm looking for people who are loyal to the church, loyal to the ministry, loyal to people that God has surrounded you with. Loyalty gives you increase in your well-beings. Wherever God positions you, loyalty will increase your influence. Even when I find nothing good, but if I am loyal and say committed to the vision that God has for me through that person, God will bring a blessing into your life. Listen, I love that portion. When I was reading the scriptures, you know, as a preacher, scriptures bless me more than it blesses anybody. Whenever you read God's word, listen to this. Before you preach, if you're a preacher, if you have preached God's gospel, you will understand this. This scripture will always bless you before it's blessed anybody else. If you have ever done that, if you read through God's word, if you meditate, if you allow this to just permeate into our life, this will bless you. Scripture helps us to understand, I have no one else like him who will show genuine concern for your welfare, genuine, mark those, highlight those, genuine concern for your welfare. Do we show genuine welfare, genuine concern for people around us? Like we are genuine about it. It's so not that, hey, how are you doing? How are you doing? You know, when I first landed in America, everybody were asking, how are you doing? And before I answer them, They have left the conversation. They have left the space. I'm like, hold on. Let me just tell you, how am I doing? Can you please wait? How are you doing? Like, just for the sake of asking. My challenge to my church, including me preaching here, let's be genuine in our Christian walk. Brother, I'll be praying for you. Let's be genuine. Sister, I'm thinking of you, let's be genuine we need that back in our churches these foundational principles convictions set us apart from everybody else in the world the world can live the way they want but a child of god abraham was called as the friend of god but a child of god a friend of god let's be loyal in the work that God has called us to be. Reliable, compatible. A good friend is thoughtful. A good friend is, is loyal. See, you can do, can I have the worship team behind me? You can do good things without God, but you can't do God's will without God. Are you with me? We all can, along with the people that God surrounds us with, you can do good things without God. A lot of people outside the world today are doing good things doing good things attain moksha is that is what they believe they they receive salvation they receive receive eternal life or some sort of an eternity and blessings and eternity is what they believe when they do good things it's not that we don't do good things it's not that people don't do good things you can do good things without god but you can't do god's will without god i pray in the friendships that we share Husbands and wife. Everybody here, if you're sitting right next to your wife, look at her and say, you are my best friend for life. Today, your lunch and dinner will be amazing if you say that. (laughs) If you're sitting right next to your husband, look at them and say, you are my best friend. You're my best friend. Listen. Listen. In a selfish world today, in a selfish world today every individual we're wired to be selfish we want to nurture our we just think to the best interest of our it's always me it's always i if you look at the selfies it's always for me and my best looks but i pray today I pray today as a Christian and as a child of God, number one, let us be reliable. Number two, let us be compatible. Number three, let us be thoughtful. Number four, let us be loyal. Today, I would just want to send everybody, of course, we have the Holy Communion, I want to send everybody with an application as well. Find people within the house that you have implanted Within God's house, we want you to build healthy relationships. Find people in the relationship that you share within the house that God has planted you. That you find people who are your ride or die in the days to come. Who will stay, stick with you, pray with you, think about you. And you do the same for them. You pray for them at least once a week. Fast and pray for that family at least once a week. Can we do that? Can we think of those people that you can pray for? You can check on them. You can meet with them. All the families that I hear in this room, there might be people who have no parents in their life. Can you be a friend to some of them? Can you come and take them out for a lunch or a dinner or a game night, whatever you want to do with them, and just help them, encourage them. They don't feel lonely. We need Christian friendships to be healthier in Christ Jesus. First Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33. Can we all rise up in God's house? Do not be misled, brothers and sisters. Bad company corrupts good character. Somebody said, show me your friend and I'll tell you what you are. Show me your friend and I'll tell you who you are. Why? Because the more you get to do life with them, You become like them. You become like them. I pray in the church that you're doing life within our brothers and sisters, that we become like Christ. That's the ultimate goal of our life, that we become like Christ. Do not be misled. 1 Corinthians chapter 15, verse 33. Today, I want you to check your inner circle. The friends that you share are those people that are leading you away from Christ Or are they leading you into the purpose of Christ? Do not be misled. Bad company corrupts good character. Check your inner circle today. Job chapter 42 verse 10. Story about good friends that were around Job, right? You can read the scriptures later, but this one scripture touched me. After... Job had prayed for his friends. Listen to this very carefully. After Job had friended for his friends, the Lord restored his fortunes. So before the Lord had to restore his fortunes, everything that he lost, he had to actually pray and bless his friends. Pray and bless his friends. In today's world, that's very selfish. Today's world that is filled with narcissism, today's world where people just look out for their own best interest, I pray as a child of God, every single one of us in this room, we can be of a difference for Christ has set us free in Him. Brothers and sisters, we get to do this life here. We call ourselves brothers and sisters, friends in Christ Jesus. The only reason for us to do that is because of the price paid on the cross. If not, there is no difference between us and a worldly person. What separates us in the world is that we believe in the price that Christ has paid for each of us. The precious blood of Jesus Christ, the body of Jesus that was broken for you and me.